The vision of New Covenant Church, um, hopefully you've heard this more than once, you see it up there, there's a, there's a thing that pops up before service and says, shows a mountain and this, uh, it's a great vision. I uh, hope everybody knows it. The vision of New Covenant Church is to see people, right, connect with God. Does anybody, anybody knows that you're welcome to say it with me? Connect with God, connect with others, and create community. If I was hearing that, I guess my question would be, why is that the vision of New Covenant Church? Why? Um, so my answer to that is, uh, is, is a few things. One, we absolutely positively believe that it's a vision from God. We believe it's his assignment, his appointment upon this place, this house. The second thing is we believe that it's going to benefit people. And I, I would, could take just a lot of time and tell you why this is important because it really is God's heart and it's our heart. It's, it's, it's the leadership's heart that, that you be healthy, that you be spiritually healthy, that you be spiritually alive, that you not ever get wrapped up in, 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 in religion or going through the motions, but, but there is a reality of the, of the presence of God in your life. I can't tell you the times we've prayed that through the years. God, don't let people come and just do church. But God, let, don't ever let there be a person that, that comes and walks away and doesn't experience the self-validating, life-giving presence of Almighty God. We believe that this vision will benefit people. And we believe that it will build the kingdom of God. It's all about the kingdom of God. Amen? His kingdom, his glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen? Well, I can tell you that a lot of work goes into seeing this vision be a reality. And I thank God for every single person that works diligently, every team member, every person, every server that works in this uh, to make this a reality. But can I say this? That without being a people of prayer, without being a house of prayer, we will not see the fulfillment of God's plans, God's desires, God's purposes in our lives individually or as a house, or as a house. So today I want to talk to you for a few minutes in the context of our series, right? Didn't see that coming, surprised by God, about prayer. And what I'd ask you to do is just to go ahead and stand with me this morning. And I want us to pray together. God gave us a word when the church was first starting. He said, it's to be a house of prayer. I'm not sure that that's always been who we are. And I repent for that. But he said this, he said, the only way my house, this place will be a house of prayer is if my people pray, is if my people pray. And so we're going to pray a prayer together. Go ahead and put that up there if you would, guys. It's a prayer that everybody will know, the Lord's Prayer. But I want us to pray it not as words on a screen, but pray it under the unction and under the anointing of the Holy Spirit today. Amen? So... Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. 
And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And all God's people said, amen, amen. Amen. Father, I ask today, God, not only ask, but we say we welcome you, Holy Spirit, to come to have your way in each of our lives. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. You may be seated. Um, the message basically has three parts today, the, and, and the, the, the three parts really are three aspects or kind of three realms of prayer that uh, we are taught by Jesus, that we're taught in the scriptures. And, and the first one, and I'm, I'm, so I'm going I'm to summarize some of this, all right? The first one really does, it's just um, found in Luke chapter one, it's about being God as father, our Father, how it starts there, right? Luke 11 says this, Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place, when he had ceased praying, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples to pray. Now, I've got to tell you, this amazes me, because of all the things they could have asked Jesus for, you know, more signs, more wonders, more power, more casting out demons, more great things, of all the things they could have asked him, after all the time they'd spent with him, they said, Jesus, teach us to pray. I think that as many times as they'd been with Jesus, when he prayed, there had to be something about him praying, something that they recognized that that all that he was, that all that he was accomplishing came through that connection that he had with the Father through prayer. And it, it was such an example to them, it was such a model to them that they wanted it And he gave it to them. He gave them. Here's how you connect with God. Here's how you have a relationship with the Father. And you know what? He gives us that same privilege. Aren't you glad that we can have that same connection, that same relationship? So he said to them, verse 2, he said to them, when you pray, okay, when you pray, how many people know that's, that's an assumption? When you pray, God's people, Christians pray, God's people pray, all right? If you're going to be a son of daughter of God, you're going to pray, all right? Anybody ever read any of those slogans about prayer? Have you ever read any of the, let's, someone maybe you've seen these on a bumper sticker or, or something, these, uh, these slogans uh, about prayer, okay? Slogans about prayer. Everybody say it with me. Slogans about prayer. Whoo, it worked. Uh, power of agreement, right? To be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. All right, okay. How about this? Uh, Prayer's not learned in the classroom, but in the closet, okay? Okay, go ahead, all right. Prayer is wireless access to God with no roaming fees. Everybody say hallelujah, <laughs> okay? Okay, and seven days without prayer makes one week, okay? I think we get the idea that, that prayer is an essential part of our, of our lives. I heard someone make the statement that said this, said a day without prayer is a boast, against God. It's a boast against God. It's saying, God, I don't need you. I got this. Okay. I, I can handle it. I can take care of it. I can take care of me. Uh, I don't need you. How many people know we need God? We need God, you know? So what prayer is really saying, it's saying, God, I choose you. I choose you as my shepherd. I choose you. That, that, that picture of shepherds, one of the most used pictures of scripture to describe God. And so God as your sheep, okay? And I know we don't like to think about ourselves as sheep sometimes, but we're sheep, okay? 
Uh, I won't go into all of the things about sheep, but sheep are not the smartest animals, okay? Uh, sheep are not the strongest animals, the most fierce animals, okay? You, you've, you've never heard of a guard sheep, right? Or you, you, you've never heard of an attack sheep. Watch out for the, the big sign on the wall, right? Beware, watch out for sheep. I mean, you just... Uh, that, that's, that just doesn't happen, you know? Never heard of a pack sheep, you know? Some carried big birds. So yeah, where are you going? I'm going on a journey. I've got my sheep. I'm going to load it all up with all my stuff. I mean, that, that just doesn't happen. That's not who we are. We are people who need God. And, and the way that we have this relationship, and, and there's three aspects of relationship I want us to focus on today. The first aspect of relationship in prayer and communication is Father. Okay, it's Father. Scripture says that Jesus reveals these levels of prayer. It says, our Father, not our Father in heaven, not just talking, we just prayed it, not just talking about a location. He, he is absolutely, he's saying, it's a starting place of operation. Get that? It, it's heaven, our Father in heaven. It's not, it's not just about where he's at, but it's about, the, it's about where things begin. It's about where things trend, where, where things start. It's about where, where power and authority flows from our Father who is in heaven. Now, when we think about this word Father, okay, our Father, it sounds like that would be just an easy connecting point because everybody has to have a Father, okay? I mean, their conception and all that kind of stuff, that's a whole different message. We'll let Chris preach that one, all right, about the, okay, intimacy and all that kind of stuff. But, but there's this element where we should all be able to relate to Father. The only problem is, that without the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we can't know God as Father. No, no matter how good or how bad, how wonderful or how distorted your relationship with your Father has been, it's going to contextualize who God as Father is in such a limited capacity that it's not even going to bear any semblance or resemblance to who He really is. So we need the work of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verse 11 puts it like this. It says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead quickens you, he will. if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus from the dead will also give you life. He'll quicken you. He'll make you alive to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Verse 14 says, for as many are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Okay, listen to verse 15 and 16 here. For you, go ahead, everybody say you. Okay, you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Okay, look at that. We received the spirit of adoption, the work of the Holy Spirit, the living presence of God in us so we could understand, so we could have a relationship with, so we could know Abba, Father. Without the work of the Spirit, we're just not going to know him because it is the Spirit himself who bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of Almighty God. See, the, that, that's why we, we want the Holy Spirit to help us to work in us, to help us to know God as Father better. Now, again, I know Abba, Father, is a transliteration of words there, but I also think that it can play to help describe some of the aspects of who Father is, okay? Abba. Maybe you've heard it, Daddy, Papa. He's the you know, always loves and accepts, and in, in, in my context, he's probably Grandpa. You know, 
man, he, he's the one that, that that's, he's fun and, and he's accepting and you run and jump up and hop in his lap. And, and I hope everybody by the Holy Spirit has a relationship of Abba, Father, that you can have fun with your God. You, he loves to be with you. He loves to hang out with you. He loves to fish with you. He loves to walk and talk with you. It's about relationship. It's a wonderful relationship. But you know, there's also the father aspect of God. The father that brings, um, you know, maybe like a, it's a more formal aspect. Has anybody ever had that? Uh, have you ever, ever heard these words? When your father gets home. Anybody right there? Yeah? Or this one, your father wants to see you, right? A little, little more formal, a little more authoritative, okay? But, but not in a bad way. You see, the father brings discipline to his children with purpose to bring order into the home, right? It's dad that's playing in the car and throwing candy back to the kids and everything's good. But then when things are going crazy, it's father that says, do I have to stop this car and come back there, right? So just to bring some order, to help people to be able to fulfill and to realize their destiny, now, there's a lot that can be said about this. Let me just sum it up and say this. If it's all Abba, okay, all just fun and all no restraint and no restrictions, and can I tell you that, that the end place of that may become lawlessness? Now, if all you know is just an authoritarian, disciplinarian, hard-handed father, we know that the end result of that for many of us was, was legalism, right? And, and can I tell you, legalism will always lead to rebellion. It'll always bring rebellion. So, so listen, God's not a father like we like our fathers. God's the father that we all want to be, right, men? Men, so, um, so if you do not know, okay, if you do not know God as Abba, as father, the, 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 the bottom line result of that is going to be you're not going to want a relationship with him. I mean, I lived this out in my life. Some of you have lived this out in your life on, on either extreme. The only time you wanted to, your dad in your life was when you could have fun or when you needed something or, or you didn't want your dad in your life because all it was was hard nose and work and, 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 and discipline and, and sometimes abuse. And I'm telling you, God's not an abusive God. He is a loving, amazing, wonderful father. And if you don't know God as father, you will not want a relationship with him. You won't want to talk to him. You won't want to communicate with him. And that's the basis for all prayer. It's the basis for the rest of the Lord's prayer. You won't worship him. Hallowed be your name. You won't welcome his kingdom. Your kingdom come. His, a real kingdom. That word basilei there, it's, it's, it's kingdom. It's present day kingdom. You won't want his lordship. You won't want his rulership. You won't want his judgments in your life. You, you'll, 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 they'll, be, you'll, they'll be twisted and distorted. You won't believe that God really wants something good for you. Man, I'm telling you, I want God's judgments in my life. I want to submit to his lordship. I want to submit to him, uh, to, to his authority, because I recognize that God desires better for me than I desire for myself. And that's true for every single person sitting here today, for every single person Great news is we get to participate in that authority and he grants us authority. We won't, we won't want his will to be done. We won't want it to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then all we'll be saying is give us this day our daily bread. Okay, we'll just run to him when we need something. 
But can I tell you, there's a difference between just coming to God, just give me more bread, as it is being in a relationship with him that says, God, don't just give me what I want. God, give me what I need. Anybody know there's a big difference between what I want and what I need? Okay, there's a huge difference. And we want to develop an intimate relationship. We want to develop a relationship with God and Father where we're not just knowing about God, but we're knowing him. We're knowing who he is. We know his character. We know his heart. And it's easy for us to then submit to him and to say, God, give me whatever I need. Bring what I need here from, from heaven to earth. Bring it to me. Bring it in me. Bring it through me, God. Bring it in my life. Bring it in our home. Bring it in our church. Bring it in our community. Bring it in our government. Bring it in our world because it'll be best. It'll be best for every, every single person. Amen. 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 Bring it, bring it. Uh, can I, I just want to take a little aside here. When we pray that give us our daily bread, you know, a, a lot of time we recognize God as father. And so we look to God for promotion. And can I tell you, God is glad to provide for us. God's, he's a generous God and he's glad to provide for us. And he doesn't lack any ability. I, I know there've been times in my life where I've said, man, I'd really like to help you all out with this. If I could, I would. Has anybody ever heard those words? If I could, I would. God can, so he does, okay? But, but we get it twisted up sometimes, okay? The, the, the thing that precedes provision is submission. You get this? <clears throat> submission always precedes provision. When we submit to God, okay, we, we, we say, I've heard people say this, when God blesses me and when I get out of this trouble that I'm in and when I get out of these financial issues that I'm dealing with, then I'll start to tithe or give or live generously. We got it backwards, folks, Okay. We've got it backwards. We start with submission. We start with obedience. We start with trusting God. And then, can I tell you this? We'll watch the provision. We'll watch the windows of heaven open. And he will fulfill, he will give everything that we need. Amen? Has he, have you got that? Okay. And what do we need so very, so very, very much? Forgive us our sins. Folks, we will never we will never outgrow the need for forgiveness in our lives, okay? Anybody here not ever need forgiveness? I was hoping somebody raised their hand because I was like, you liar, you need it right now, so, right? We, we all need it. And, and the great news is here, when we know who Abba Father is, we don't have to shamefully come to him, like, head down, and we don't have to kind of, you know, crawl our way in, grovel our way into the Father, we mess up, and when we, listen to this, because this is going to sound strange to some people. When we sin, the enemy says, oh, you sinned, you sinned, you sinned, you should be ashamed. No, man, it's like you got something on, you got dirt on your good clothes. We'll try to hide it, right? I'm sure nobody's ever done that, okay? Okay, you got something, that, you know, you got wrinkles on your clothes, and, um, and so you just, you know, you try to hide it. Uh, I wasn't going to tell this story, but years ago, um, she's grown up since then. Uh, so <laughs> years ago, Yvette used to ask me a question. She'd go, I'd wear a jacket when I'd preach and stuff. She'd say, uh, um, are you going to take your jacket off today? And, and I'd say, not, no, why? And I didn't understand why until later I found out. So she would just iron just this much of the shirt, you know, <laughs> just, you know, just... 
no, she wasn't lazy. She was just being economical. And uh, she, is a, she, is, she is a good steward that way. And so, but how many times we've just tried to hide things? We tried to hide, hey, we don't have to do that. Man, we, if we get something on our good stuff, we can run to God and go, God, look, I'm sorry. Look what happened. I got some, oh, son, I'm so, come here. Let's, that's already been taken care of. We're going to clean that off. We're going to get you fixed up and ready to go again. Amen? We run boldly to the throne room of grace that we might obtain help in the day of trouble, in the day of our need. And folks, I'm telling you, I'm thankful that God's helped make that shift where I can go, God, I blew it this week. God, I didn't dis- I disobey. God, I-, I neglected this. God, I, and God says, here, let me pour out. Let me refresh. Let me wash you afresh. Because if you confess your sins, then he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from, everybody say it with me, all Oh, anybody need some cleansing? Oh, cleanse us, oh God. Cleanse us, oh God. And he forgives our sins. And so he forgives, uh, and then we can be like him and forgive others. So, so God is Father, all right? God is Father. Let's, let's wrap up here. The second aspect, the second aspect of prayer, okay, first aspect, Abba Father, the second aspect of prayer is, um, is friendship, is friendship, Let's, let's read the scripture in Luke chapter 11. Right after that chapter, right after the Lord's Prayer, uh, right after we pray, you know, um, deliver us from the evil one, then, then the next thing Jesus says, Luke chapter 11, verse five, and he said to them, which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight? Hey, let me tell you something. Friendship in the Bible is important. Friendship with God in the Bible is very important. I mean, listen, you, Moses was a friend of God, spoke face to face with him as one man, one friend does to another. Abraham was the friend of God. The, God said, I got to tell Abraham my secrets, what's going on. You know what? Friends are people that you tell your secrets to. Anybody ever had a friend that you say, well, I can't tell my mom and dad, but I'm going to go tell this friend, I, right? So, Right? And he said to them, which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine has come on his journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door shut. My children in bed. I can't get up and give it to you. And I say to you, though he will not rise and give him because he's a friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as much as he needs. Listen, as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask you know what this whole story is saying? It's saying, listen, if, if you're, you've got natural friends that'll give you as much as you need, how much more will your heavenly father give you? How much more will your friend, God, your friend, do for you? And the Bible says that they that come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. Man, I believe God's got abundance of provision in heaven. He's trying to get into our lives, but nobody's asking him. Listen what he says. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks, find. He who knocks, it will be open. If a son asks for bread from any father, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If he asks for an egg, a scorpion? If you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? All we gotta do is seek him, ask him. Okay, as, as friend, God, and can I tell you what this is? This, this, listen, if you go back and read that scripture, a friend comes and has a need. This friend can't meet, this, meet the need, so then he goes to the one who can meet the need. You know what that's the picture of? 
That's a picture of an intercessor. You know what an intercessor is? An intercessor is someone who does something for someone that they, they can't do for themselves until they can. So it's, I don't have the ability. Somebody has a need. Listen to me. There are people here this morning that have a need for healing in their bodies. There are people here today that need God to work miracles in relationships. There are people here today that are dealing with circumstances and situations where you need a turnaround in your finances. And I'm telling you folks, if it was in me, if I could do it, if we could do it on our own, we would do it. But we, and we, we're limited. But you know what? If you bring that need, can I tell you that we can connect you with someone. We can be an intercessor. We can bring you together with God who does not lack any ability to meet every need in your life. Every need. That's the place of intercession. So we want to seek him. And finally tonight, today, okay? Finally, so friend, so father, the multiple multifaceted aspects of father, Okay, friend, don't you want to be a friend to Jesus? Don't you want to have Jesus say, man, I call you my friends. I'm going to tell you what's going on. I'm going to tell you my secrets. I'm going to reveal some stuff to you. And thirdly, as judge, Luke 18, then he spoke to them a parable that men ought always to pray and not lose heart. Anybody, anybody ever lost heart? Just times, man, I just... I can't even pray for myself. I can't even pray. Has anybody ever been there? Man, I've been there. I can remember a time going through some sickness and going through some back issues and man, hardly being able to walk. And and there are men in this room that prayed me through that season. Men ought always pray and not lose heart. He tells this story, he says, this parable, there, was a certain, there wasn't a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. Circle that word adversary, we'll come back to it. Get justice for me from my adversary. But he wouldn't do it. Do you know why the judge wouldn't, give, wouldn't, wouldn't help her? Because he was unjust. Injustice is when, hey, if I don't get something out of it, I'm not going to do something for somebody else. That's why God is a just God, that he's always doing things for people who can't do it for themselves. He says, goes on, he says, that, um, but afterward he said to himself, though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow, tr- widow troubles me, I will avenge her. Anybody ever heard of Avengers. Okay, how many people have been to see Avengers already and have got the blisters on your bottom to tell for it, right? Was that not the longest movie in the history of mankind? So, right? Now listen, an Avenger is someone who comes to the rescue. Now I want you to catch this. Okay, we're talking about a judge here. Please, Holy Spirit, help. I just pray that we can catch this. Don't miss this. Don't, don't, don't check out, all right? Listen. She comes to the judge and the judge says, I'm going to come, I'm going to come against her adversary. You know what an adversary is? An adversary is an enemy. And really an adversary is someone who files a lawsuit against someone. Can I tell you that that, that your enemy, the devil, is always trying to, to violate legal requirements in your life? 
He's always trying to usurp authority. He's always trying to get you to make a judgment against yourself or against God or against somebody else. And he, that's what he does. He wants to violate the laws that are operating in your life so that you'll become guilty and that you'll receive the punishment for it. But this judge, listen, he says, uh, he says that uh, I will avenge her. Look, look at verse six. It says, then the Lord said, hear what the unjust said and shall not, shall not God avenge his own elect I'm so glad that we have a God who is, who is judge, who says, wait a minute, you've got a problem. The enemy's bringing problems into your life. You've got some things that have been going on in your life and, and some difficulties, and it seems like there's been a pattern of things that have been occurring in your life. There's been sickness, or there's been poverty, or there's been depression, or there's been discouragement. You've heard all these lies. You've had confusion in your heart and your mind. You know that you're under spiritual attack. Anybody ever known that you're under spiritual attack? And all of a sudden, what we do is we try to battle it out. We try to fight it out. We try to figure it out. We try to work it out. And look what will happen. If my people, he says, will cry out night and day, though he bears long, though it doesn't happen as quick as we want it to happen, though it doesn't take place when we want it to take place, the Lord says, God will avenge them. Man, can you put, is verse eight up there? Put verse eight up there, please. I tell you, that he will avenge them speedily. Speedily. Can I tell you, I believe with all of my heart today that there are some people, that there have been some things that have been held up in your life. There have been some things that have been delayed in your life. There have been some promises that haven't been fulfilled in your life. There's been some giftings. There's been some anointing that hasn't been released in your life. It's been held up. It's been blocked up. It's been quenched. But God's saying, if you'll cry out to me, if you'll come to me and say, God, render judgment. The finished work of Jesus says, I don't have to deal with this. The finished work of Jesus says, I don't have to bear shame or sickness or disease. I don't have to be limited. The, the finished work of Jesus. Jesus, will you come? God, will you come and manifest a judgment on my behalf? And I believe that there's some people today that if you'll call out to God, if you'll call out to God, things that have been delayed in your life, they're gonna come forth speedily in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Anybody with me today on that? Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise for that. Come on, guys, let's all, let's all stand together, all right? Okay, everybody get it? Three aspects of prayer, right? Father, Father who loves us, Father who gives us bread and fish and grace and life and fills us with the Holy Spirit. Friend, right? That friend who walks with us, is there with us, the friend who we can come and we can run to and borrow and from. And has anybody got, I got, I, got a, I got friends that have tools. <laughs> I am so thankful for friends with tools. Okay, yard tools and chainsaws. And all. I, don't, I don't have all that kind of stuff, right? Are you glad, anybody glad you got friends with, with stuff, with provision? Can I tell you, we have a friend who lacks nothing and is willing to give it to you so you can get it to others. In that place of intercession, 
uh, people, we're, we're gonna have people here to pray. That's what we, come on, you, you who pray with people, come on down here. Come on down here, guys who are praying with people today. Come on down here, all right? Can I tell you what we're doing when we're praying for one? We're just saying, God, I'm here with this person and I'm asking for your provision. I'm asking for you to bring to their life what they need today. I'm agreeing with them. I'm saying yes, God, to you, bringing it into their life today. And then judge, to deal with the adversary, to deal with the enemy against spiritual attack, against oppression, against injustice. And guys, I can't say this strong enough. If there have been things like this that have been working in your life, if there have been principles of health or principles of prosperity or principles of peace, that have been violated and absent, the health that's not that's absent in your life. I'm telling you today, we want to come and we want to request of Almighty God to bring a judgment, a, a, a verdict of health, of, of peace, of wholeness, of provision, of blessing, of fullness in our lives. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let me let me just say just this, okay, just before we close in prayer. And if that's you today, I, I know this is bold. If that's you today, if you have a need in your life, if you have a need for, for, for that type of a manifestation, for you, maybe you've been having a hard time praying, you haven't related to God in these ways, but you want to, but you want to. Can I tell you, why don't you just step out and start coming down right now and let's just begin to, to join together and to pray together and to watch God move and work and, and heal and, and restore if you felt distant from God, and dry, I'm just telling you, God wants an intimate, personal, loving relationship with you. You've been burdened down. You don't have to live under the, listen, you don't have to live under the burden of stress and pressure and worry and fear. You don't, you don't have to do that. Why? Because Jesus has already, he's already made that verdict that we are his, that he is the Prince of Peace and peace is yours in the name of Jesus. Whatever you need, come on, I'm telling you, now's the time to come and get it in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Father. Why don't you just lift your hands this morning, okay? God, I really do. I pray for your people today. I pray like never before that, God, we would know who you are. We would know how much you've loved us, God, how much you really have. You've done so much. To, there's no doubt. Nobody can ever doubt, God how much you love and care and want intimacy and relationship with your people. And Father, forgive us. Come on, church, forgive us for the times when we've been prayerless. God, forgive us for the times when we've, we've walked distant from you. God, when we haven't called out to you and cried out to you, when we haven't, God, run to you as Abba Father, when we haven't come to you, God, in our time of need, when we haven't sought you for strength and wisdom and counsel and revelation. God, when we haven't requested provision from you, when we thought we could do it day by day on our own, but today we say, Give us today every provision that we need, oh God, to accomplish your will in your kingdom. God, for your glory right here on planet earth. In Jesus' name, amen.